Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Stories Podcast. This, again, is another travel log. I still, have, I still don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. You know, I don't like a lot of fluff at the start. So, this episode, I was talking, I was thinking actually about doing it, about the question that everybody asks every traveler, which is, how do you afford to travel? That's like the most common question that there is, apart from like, what's your favorite country you've ever been to? Those two questions, man. So I actually just got off the air with Amy from Nomadtopia, a fantastic podcast about being a uh, nomad or a digital nomad or any type of nomadic adventures. And we talked a lot about how I afford to travel and what my nomadtopia looks like. I love that question. And so, yeah, it got me thinking about a lot of stuff and I thought, I'll share it. I'll share how, where I came from with regards to how I afford stuff and, you know, how I'm keeping it going, how I have location independence, basically, which I think a lot of people are looking for. Maybe you're listening to this right now. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Jeff. I don't know if there's a Jeff listening, but if there is, his mind's blown right now. Yeah, Jeff. So (laughs) if you're looking to travel full time, then uh, this one's for you. This one's for you. (laughs) Man, Jeff, if you're listening, email me. In fact, don't email. My email doesn't work anymore. Talk to me on Backpack Digital on uh, on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, yeah, by the way, my my email's not working anymore. Hayden at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. That ain't working. Sorry. So if you've emailed me there... Just copy that from your sent folder, send it to me on Instagram. All right then, so I have no notes for this one. I'm totally winging it. So it's going to be a lot of rambling, a lot of rambling. So let's get into it. Right, so we're starting with the rambling already. It's just me saying so and then doing a big sigh. Right, so where I come from, I come from Middle England, the Midlands, and I am very much working class, as you may or may, not, may, or may not know. I, uh, my parents are a hippie and a biker. Biker? Said that weird? Said that very Midlandsy, actually. So, yeah, a hippie and a biker. And that's, that's where I come from, you know? We, we didn't have name brands. You know, that type of thing, that type of vibe, right? So, because I hear a lot of, or I used to hear a lot of podcasts where it's like someone travels all the time and it's like, yeah, so, you know, I, uh, I worked as a lawyer, I saved up 20000 and then... Uh, and then I uh, set up a business and went traveling. It's like, dude, that's, that's helping no one. Come on. So, yeah, for me, zero. Zero money. I mean, it, it's, uh, I've, I've been as poor as you can be, you know? And I mean that. Like, when I was in one of my bands, I remember distinctly one day where, I mean, we had no money. I remember one day distinctly where we were searching on the ground for the ends of the cigarettes that we hadn't quite smoked to the bottom so that we could retrieve the tobacco from it and put them into one master cigarette and then all the five of us share it. So yeah, I've been, I've been there, you know, and like, like I said, my family full of tradesmen, right? Every, like every bloke in my family is a tradesman. Uh, if I, in my hometown, if I see a van, you better believe I know who's driving it, you know, <laughs> like all the decorations all the builders, all the plumbers, I know them all. You know, that's where I come from, right? So with that in mind, how did I get here, right? How did I manifest this? <laughs> and how can you manifest this, right? So there it is again. So a swallow <laughs> and a sigh. I do it a lot. It's when I gather my thoughts, man. It's when I gather my thoughts. I was about to do it again. Right then. There you go. That's another one I use. I use that. Okay, let's get into actual content now. So I, where did I go from there? I was in India and I got dengue fever and uh, I was severely, severely dehydrated. I couldn't hold my head up, you know. 
it was horrible. And uh, so I went to what they refer to as a hospital. I disagree. And uh, so I went there and they said, yeah, you need an IV. I said, cool, hook me up. They said, yeah, we don't have one. I was like, dude, just don't tell me then. You know? <laughs> so I was like, where's the nearest? Was like, they were like, probably probably New Delhi. I was like, well, seven hours away there, yeah. So got on a bus, right? <laughs> it was horrific, horrific seven-hour bus journey. Cost me £2.44, loving that. And I uh, got to New Delhi and I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well just get on a plane. So I got on a plane and I went back to England. Right? And so when I got there, I was, I'd just been living in an ashram for, for quite a while. So I came back and I was... I was at peace, you know, I, I felt, I felt at peace. And I was, when I was talking to people, it was like, man, don't worry about that. <laughs> you know, I was like that, which is my natural state. I was back in my natural state, right? So then after, after a few weeks, maybe a month, something like that, I could feel England creeping into my brain. I could feel the natural pessimism of the place, the, the natural, the natural aggression and stress of the place and the people in that place. I could feel that entering my soul. And so I thought, man, this is not me. This is, I'm being molded by this place. Yeah, it's the place I'm from, but it ain't me, right? So I thought I gotta do something about this. That's when I started this very podcast you're listening to, right? And uh, through that podcast, I the, the main thing that happens when you do start a podcast, so when you do just start putting yourself out there in the sphere that you want to uh, talk to people in, the main thing that happens is networking. You start talking to people and if you're just, you know, if you've got no motives, you're just friendly and chatty and you talk to people, then you become friends with them. And once you're friends with them, you're friends with their friends by proxy. And so you're, I mean, people say, what, you're six people away from that bloke that owns Facebook, you know? So all it is, is just becoming friends with that first person, you know? And then he knows someone in the second league, so you then get introduced to them, etc. right? So when I was networking, there came this opportunity where there was someone in a podcasting group that I joined that was asking, are there any podcast editors out there? My company needs an editor, right? Someone that edits podcasts. And so my degree is in, you know, sound engineering, sound design. So I thought, this is me, right? So I put my name forward and I have a knack of, uh, or I have the, the skill. I don't know how or where I got the skill, but I have a skill of talking my way into things, right? I've told stories about this before, but I can talk my way into and out of any situation. So most of the time I use it for good, sometimes for evil. And uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I talk myself into the job, right? It's, I don't know, once you learn that skill, again, I don't know where I learned it from, but maybe, I mean, I haven't read the book, uh, what is it, How to Win Friends and Influence People, but I imagine What's in there is the crafting of that skill, I imagine. I, don't, I could be wrong, but it's that type of thing, you know. It's, no, it's something that I don't do it knowing that I, uh, it's not manipulation, you know, or something like that. It's just, it's just being nice and being, like, being seen as you are, being transparent, being honest, it's stuff like that, you know, and just being open and friendly. I don't know, everything like that. It just comes naturally. Like, so I talked my way into the job, right? And there were two or three other editors there, and we had maybe four or five clients, something like that. Way too many editors. And so I thought, <laughs> when I got in there, I was like, man, I'm going to take over this whole audio thing. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to be the head of audio. There ain't going to be any other editors. So after maybe a month or so, 
I'd become really, really good friends with the guy that owned the company. Super good friends. We're like the same person, you know? We're, we're, we really are the same person. We shared all the same interests and everything like that. So I talked my way into, not in a bad way, but like the other editors, they, they, they had to go. And so I took over the audio. So I was, I was head of audio all of a sudden. And then from there, I worked on building the business. I worked on getting new clients. I worked on making sure my edits were the best. I worked on making the best work and making myself invaluable to the company. I made sure that I became the right-hand man to the guy that owned the, uh, the company. And that's exactly what I did whilst building the podcast. And this took uh, maybe two years. This took maybe two years to build. All it was because everyone thinks, oh, yeah, I need a job that's location independent. And it seems so daunting. And it did for me, too. But really, if you break it down, all it is is networking until you can talk to someone that can offer you something, which is, I know, easier said than done, but still very doable. Networking is easy and fun. And then getting that job will happen if, you, if you're continually networking. Now, networking is one of those words, but all it is is talking to people, right? So... Once we had enough clients, we have maybe 30 to 35 clients now, where my wage was enough that, that I could afford the life that I want, afford to live not in one place and afford to just travel. And meanwhile, whilst I was doing this, I was saving and saving and saving by working with my brother. Now, as I said, he's a tradesman and <laughs> he is what you might call a workaholic. So we were working 10 to 14 hour days and then I was coming home and then and then doing six hours on networking and building the podcast, you know? And so it was two years of a lot of work. You have to put the work in. That's the thing. I mean, this thing can happen with putting not a lot of work in, but that's very rare. So I put two years of solid, solid work in. And for that, the, uh, the motorcycle, Gloria, she's just outside. <laughs> she, uh, she's bought and paid for with that money that I, that I grafted for, you know what I mean? So like I said, working class, I, you know, come from nothing. And uh, it's like a fighter story, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how, how I built this life that I'm currently living, how I became location independent and everything like this. So I'm going to get a little into detail now, but when it comes to numbers, because everyone's, everyone thinks, oh, how much do you need to, to go and travel, right? There's two things I want to say. So the first is about myself. So with myself, with the amount of clients that we have at the moment and everything like this, I think I maybe earn, see it changes, but I maybe earn maybe $2,000 a month. We're going into numbers. That's where we're going, right? So maybe $2,000 a month. However, I spend, or I try to spend, <laughs> about a quarter of that. So I spend maybe $500 a month. And that's, that's quite a lot to spend, you know? When it comes to this style of traveling, that's, that's living quite nicely, that is, you know? Yeah, so that's, I mean, you can do it. Well, this is the thing. I was about to say you can do it on 500 a month, but you can actually do it on a lot less than 500 a month. And I will break down what that actually means when it comes to work, right? So, for example, this is the other thing before I forget. When it comes to Linus, Linus, if you listen to the last few travel logs, Linus is the hitchhiker, my hitchhiker. I say my hitchhiker like I built him or, <laughs> or birthed him. Really, all I did was pick him up. So, yeah, he he is traveling from Austria to Morocco and... If you think of the things you have to spend on, the things you have to spend on, yeah, that works. <laughs> I know you shouldn't end sentences with prepositions, I know. Things on which you have to spend. You've got transport, you've got accommodation, and you have food. If you have those three things, what else do you need? You know, what else do you need? Pack of cigarettes every now and then, you know? So 
his transport is other people's fuel money because he's hitchhiking. Maybe he pitches in every now and then. His accommodation is a tent that he has on his back and he wild camps. That's another zero. And his food is, he's a vegetarian slash vegan and he eats vegetables. He has uh, he has the, the, the gas and the little thing you put on the gas to cook everything up. He has the pans. So he has everything on his back to survive. So when he, when he buys vegetables, I mean, you're looking maybe three euros every two days, something like that. So let's add that up. So if you're spending... If you're spending three euros every couple of days in a month, that's 15 days. So you're looking 45 euros uh, a month. So 50 bucks. So, well, that's not right, but say 50 bucks a month. All right. That ain't a lot. <laughs> that ain't a lot. And you can live how he's living. He's absolutely loving it. He's absolutely loving it. So you can, if you really wanted to, I mean, you'd have to do a couple, a bit of saving to save up for the tent and stuff, but that's easily doable. But that's, that's how much, I mean, even if you saved, so you're spending 50 bucks, uh, 50 bucks a month. That's 600 a year. How quickly could you save 600 bucks, right? If you, you know, rice and beans it, as a verb, if you rice and beans it for a month, maybe, I don't know how much you earn in a month, but maybe you could scrape by with 600 bucks spare a month, maybe two months, and then you can travel for a year. That's doable, man. So when it comes to, let's see. So let's say you want to travel with 500 a month. That's a lot. That, that really is a lot. So let's break down what that is, how we can make that happen, right? So all it is, is everyone out there has a certain skill that maybe they can't do better than 50% of people, but they can do it better than 40% of people. They can do it better than 25% of people. You know, it's something that they can do. It's something that you can do. Let's turn this on you. For me, that was editing and sound design, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to use that as my, uh, as my subject, right? So when it comes to, let's say 500 a month, right? So when you're editing podcasts, maybe, I mean, you're looking at, let's say, 25 bucks per edit per show, right? So shows are normally weekly, right? So you're sticking with me, right? So if you have 25 per episode, weekly episodes, that's 100 a month. All you need is five people that have podcasts to say, yeah, you can edit my show. And I mean, that's just, if you're a podcast editor, that's just talking to what? If you talk to 50 people, then you'll get five. So that's just five people, you know, and that's your 500 bucks a month. It's really, it's absolutely as easy as that. Now, it doesn't have to, obviously, it doesn't have to be podcast editing. It could be, it could be graphic design. You could, you know, you could be able to make something for someone that needs it weekly. You know, I don't know. Do they do internet magazines nowadays? I don't know. But it could anything that's recurring and weekly is, is what you'll be looking for, right? So... That's what you want to think about, what skill you possess that someone will want on a weekly or a monthly basis. And then you can freelance it. So you can, you can go and in the podcast editing, you can go and talk to those podcasts. Or you can try and find a company that doesn't, does it and get hired by them. Or a combination of the two. And you see how, how easily... How easy it sounds. Now I'm breaking it down. Because I know how daunting it sounds when you don't break it down, right? So that's how easy you can make 500 bucks a month. You know what I mean? And if you're listening to this, if you have the power to listen to this, if you have the device, if you even have the headphones to listen to this, then you have the capability. You, you have internet. You have the capability to get hold of the people uh, that can give you these opportunities. And if you're, if you're listening to this, and you're understanding what I'm saying, then you speak English. That's a very good start. And you also probably have a skill 
that you can use in this case, something that's location independent. With the internet, everyone's going to be location independent very soon. So <laughs> there, there it is again. So that's kind of breaking down how you can afford to travel and how I afford to travel, how I have afforded to travel and how I will continue to afford to travel. And for the future, what I'm planning is I'm thinking of maybe... So you guys tell me what you think about this, right? So I'm thinking of maybe adding in, potentially adding in maybe a sponsor for this show. Now, we've been at the, at the size of audience to have sponsors for quite a while now. But I've been thinking about it a little more recently because there's, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things about that. So the first is when you, when you are earning money like this, <laughs> if I got fired tomorrow, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's me done. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's me done. That's me going home. That's me adding in, again, the pessimism and the stress of England. That's me done. So what you want to do is diversify your income, right? So if I had, you know, if I had money coming in from the sponsorship, then I would have that that kind of, that safety net in a way. The other thing with that is I want to, see, it sounds like something that people say, but... <laughs> But you guys know I'm honest all the time. So I want to be able to to help people more. And I know people say that all the time. And yet I also don't believe them one bit. But it's something that I want to do. It's something that I want to do. There's a reason that I used to, I'm not tooting my own horn. There's a reason that I used to help out in the dog shelter in Australia. You know, it wasn't for any gain of my, any of my own gain. It was because I wanted to help them. And you can't help people using money if you don't have the money and money is oftentimes the best way to help people there's a lot of things i want to do man and it gets me frustrated a lot of times like when i think about people living a life that they don't want to live that really gets to me man it's like i was talking to um it's like i was talking to cody right cody the composer and he was he was saying to me man like you know, it, I'm I'm looking for more stuff in composition. Obviously, that's his you know, that's his talent. That's his that's what he should be doing. That will I mean, he will be able to live doing what he loves to do. That will be happiness for him. That's where he should be, and it saddens me to think that that's not where he is. And it's the same with anyone working a job. If you're at a desk right now and you're taking obviously not taking calls, you listen to this. But if you're busting out some emails, if you're ticking some boxes and you don't want to be there, you want to be in Indonesia soaking up the sun, doing a little bit of work and doing what you love to do. You want to be skiing in Norway. Can you ski in Norway? Who knows? It really, it doesn't just sadden me. It annoys me, man. Like when someone's not... I don't know. There's a bunch of layers to it because I, I also believe that it's not their fault. I believe that, especially in England and Australia and the US, I believe that the society that is created around them wants them to do that. This is the people, the powers that be, they want people to be consumers. They want people to be disappointed, but hopeful. They want people to be cogs in the machine. Can you tell I listen to a lot of punk rock music? And that annoys me. I don't want people to be tricked into that by the society that they're living in. When, I've, when I'm buying something that I know I don't need, I feel it. I feel like I'm being tricked by this society that wants me to be a consumer. I can feel that. So when I'm saving money and when, I, <laughs> when I'm not spending on stuff I don't need, I know that I'm getting the better of them. I know that I'm not being conned into it. And 
that's how I felt when I was, I mean, I haven't sat at a lot of desks, but when I was working jobs, that wasn't what I wanted to do. That's how I felt. I'm being conned into it. And my, my time is being stolen from me. Anyway, <laughs> I had a coffee. Sorry. <laughs> so what was my point? Oh, yeah. So, so I want to be able to somehow, I haven't figured it out yet, but I want to be able to help people in that situation. Maybe this, this episode will help a couple of people in that situation. Maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel of the direction they want to go. That's what I want to do, man. That is what I want to do. That is what the podcast's about. It's about giving people the inspiration to be able to follow that path. We've never gone into a lot of the a lot of the practical tips because there are tons of podcasts that can give you these practical tips. I would recommend the Budget Minded Traveler as one. That will give you, especially if you want to do it on a budget, man, listen to everything Jackie has ever said, right? But so we like to give people the inspiration to do it. And I want people to. Man, this is such a long rant. I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so what, what was my point? Oh, yeah, sponsors. So that's why I'm thinking about that, because that way I can use that money somehow. I haven't figured out as to how I can do that, but there's something I want to do. I haven't figured it out. I haven't thought about it yet. And I think about things by talking to people. So maybe I'll, I'll have a chat to someone. But if you want to talk to me about that, actually, how I can help people and or how I can help you, if I can help one person, that's another thing that people say and I never believe them. But if I can help one person, talk, talk to me. Tell me how I can do that because it'll be one person at a time. If I can get people away from those desks, if I can get their time, their resources and their money away from the goal of being used for cleaning the CEO's boat, if I can take that away from that CEO, I will be much happier. And uh, yes, I may have to do it one person at a time. But if that person's you, give me a call. Literally give me a call. So plus 44, double seven, four, five, double eight, nine, four, seven, two. If you didn't get that, just press the back button. You can also talk to me on Instagram at backpack digital. Man, <laughs> this is a fun one. See, I've been, I've been locked up, locked up. That's how it feels. I've been in this Airbnb for about a week now doing some stuff on the business. And I feel, man, you know me, I, I like change. I, I fear the, the permanence. <laughs> I thrive <laughs> of impermanence. And so I feel imprisoned. I feel imprisoned. Even though I've been here for, what, a week? These walls, man, they're closing in, dude. They're closing in. So what was my point again? I keep going off topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so call me, talk to me, talk to me on Instagram. That's how I earn money. And that's how you can earn money and travel and live the life you want. Man, this is a fun one. What a rant. <laughs> cool. Next week, next week, I got a message from someone off Instagram. I asked, I asked, what should I talk about uh, in one of the travel logs? So I'm just looking up now as to what the, uh, what the suggestion was. Ah, here it is. So it was from Emma, I believe her name is, and her Instagram. I don't know whether she wants me to give it out, actually, but <laughs> yeah, she does photography and it looks fantastic. And she's from the Midlands. Yeah, big up the Midlands. And she's from my. So <laughs> her suggestion, she said, I'd like to hear more about slow travel, how you like to do it, and just your thoughts on why you like that kind of thing. Now, that's something I do like to talk about. Maybe it'll be less of a rant than this one, but <laughs> slow travel is something I really enjoy. So I think I'll be doing that next week, unless something annoys me in the meantime and I want another rant because, man, this was fun. This was fun. So cool. 
Talk to me on, ba- on Backpack Digital. Talk to me on Instagram at Backpack Digital or give me a call. The number was back there. And uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think of this rant because this was uh, this was fun for me. I wouldn't mind doing this. Again. In fact, the only thing that annoys me is what I've just talked about, it, like in the world, that and people that walk slowly. So like, there's, uh, I, you know, I don't think I could fill half an hour with people walking slowly. So maybe there won't be any more rants unless, uh, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, give me a call. Talk to me. Let me know what you think. And I shall see you guys next week. <laughs>